The long path to the throne has only just begun for Aelin Galathinius as war looms on the horizon. Loyalties have been broken and bought, friends have been lost and gained, and those who possess magic find themselves increasingly at odds with those who don't. With her heart sworn to the warrior prince by her side and her fealty pledged to the people she's determined to save, Aelin will delve into the depths of her power to protect those she loves. But as monsters emerge from the horrors of the past, dark forces stand poised to claim her world. The only chance for salvation lies in a desperate quest that may take more from Aelin than she has to give, a quest that forces her to choose what and who she's willing to sacrifice for the sake of peace. Hi, thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Nicole. And I'm your host, Jacqueline. You're listening to the first season of Perfectionist. This morning, as I was getting ready, I put on an interview with Sarah J. Moss. Maz, Maz. Oh, I can't remember what we decided was right. <laughs> I think I think everyone says Maz, but Maz. Yeah. And one of the questions she was asked or was telling everyone about was she was asked to describe Empire of Storms in three words. And the three words she chose, and she gave like really good reasons why she chose each of the words, was bloody, steamy, and emotionally devastated, which she said was one word because she hyphenated it and she's the author so she can make that choice, <laughs> which was funny. Yeah. But I was just curious if you if you agree with those or if there's any words you would have added to that. Nope. That's, that covers it. I always think of the <laughs> meme when I think of this book, if I wanted to like sum it up with one meme, like a, it's actually a TikTok meme. There's this guy, he goes emotional damage <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so I'm like yeah uh, emotional damage <laughs> a side note I had never seen that meme before and all of a sudden just like kids at school just started saying it all the time I'm like well, what is wrong with these children <laughs> did you I look it I, up I looked it up oh, yeah okay. that happens actually all the one time of my favorite they, memes <laughs> yeah it's so funny I think the only other word that I would, like, if you could have four words, the only one I would add would be sacrifice. I feel like that's a really huge part of this book as well. Absolutely. I thought it was really interesting to hear her perspective on, like, how she would sum up. And it was just so perfect, which makes sense, being that she's the one who wrote it. (laughs) It does make sense. (laughs) At least it's not something, like, out of left field. Yeah. Right. You know, it really gets you to think about kind of the important aspects that come out. If you really narrow down to those three things, you're like, ah, oh, they really see what she was getting at with this now. Yeah. Speaking of the different themes, I think that there's a lot of, as I mentioned, sacrifice themes throughout, as well as like characters showing a lot of determination and like just will in that way. I think when it comes to this book, there's so many like jaw dropping reveals and like twists and turns and a lot of things that kind of get uncovered throughout. And the thing that really got me the most, the most like emotionally impacting things for me were the like sacrifices that people made throughout. And I'm, I don't know, it's something about like being super selfless. It just gets me every single time. I just get so emotional when a character is willing to like lay everything on the line yeah for other people and just like 
is it because we don't see that enough in this world? Like, I don't know why I have such an emotional response to that, but literally every time someone's willing to like set aside the row feelings for someone else, I'm just like, <laughs> I know, it's same. Like bawling. <laughs> same. It's, it, I think in our society these days, we kind of talked about this in a past episode. It, it, there's such a sense of individualism now that mm-hmm. people are kind of out for themselves and so this is the opposite of that so oh no that's a really good point but along with those themes we also see themes of power and leadership good versus evil you know that classic and identity and legacy like a lot of people kind of figuring out who they are we're seeing characters depth like more and more and more as we continue reading there's just so much information in this book, so mm-hmm. much that we uncover. Totally. The intensity in this book compared to the books previous to it is so much more. Like the story itself is already pretty intense, but it seems like things are really starting to move quickly in this book. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just turned up to 11, the intensity. And mm-hmm, I also definitely. wanted to mention that we hope by now that you've read The Assassin's Blade. Some people choose to skip it. We don't recommend that. In fact, if if that's even a thought that's crossing your mind, we don't care what order you read it in. Actually, we don't <laughs> care what order you read it in anyways. That's totally up to you in <laughs> your own little reading journey there. But whether, whether you've read it in the purest order or the romantic order, we hope you've read it by now because in this book in particular, if you have then the emotional impact is just going to be so much more. And if you haven't, mm-hmm. it, it'll still have emotional impact, but the depth will be lost on you. And the intensity mm-hmm. of that emotional <laughs> impact, <laughs> I keep saying emotional impact, <laughs> it'll be <laughs> lost on you. Yeah. So this is, you know, if you're thinking about reading this novel and you haven't read it, even though by now you'd be reading in the most random order, there's not even a name for the order you'd be reading it in if you had to stop and read it now. Go ahead and do that before you read this book if you want to make the most of your Empire of Storms reading experience. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree. And it's not something that takes a long time to read. It's a pretty easy, quick read to get through Assassin's Blade. And it's worth just waiting that extra week or two, however long it would take you to get through it so that you can have that, as you say, emotional impact. Yes. <laughs> In the last couple of episodes, we talked about relationships and how they seem to be building and growing. In this book in particular, that seems to be a major theme throughout. We're seeing a lot of platonic relationships developing, expanding. We're seeing some romantic relationships come into play and really flourish. And as we said, even Mas herself said, steamy is one of her three words for describing this particular novel. And there is a good reason for that. How did you feel about the development of the various relationships throughout this this novel? I think that given what we've read in the previous novels, I think that it felt really natural. And I enjoy that the intensity of the relationships was also increased for this book, along with all the other things as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just really added to it. It felt fraught with tension. 
Yeah, both I feel like romantic we're getting... and just plot wise. Mm-hmm. For sure, I think we're definitely getting a bit of payoff when it comes to certain romantic relationships. And there's not just one that happens. There, like there are multiple relationships that are developing, but there's certain ones that I think that as readers of the story, we've been kind of hoping for, wishing for, like wanting to see that growth. And we definitely get a bit of payoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even a bit. Of, we get some pretty solid payoff I in Empire Storms. Yeah. So I've mentioned before that high fantasy can be slow paced for people who who enjoy like the thriller genre. Um, mm-hmm. But the tension is so high in this book. I'd like to almost compare it to a thriller in terms of unput downableness. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a page turner and it's a long book. So it's a lot of tension for a long time. <laughs> and I think that if you are able to power through the first few books in the series to get to this one Mm -hmm. as a thriller lover, this will tick a lot of the boxes for you. Um, So I guess it is quite a bit of reading to do beforehand, but because you've grown with the characters as the story has developed, the tension just means so much more than it does on a one and done thriller. So Mm -hmm. I just think that, yeah, due to the love you develop for characters over time, the stakes just feel so much higher. No, I completely agree. I think when it comes to series, the biggest thing, the biggest payoff that you get in a sense is you get to know the characters on such a deep level. And I think that's why there can be so much like almost heartbreak in a way when you're done a series, like you get this like, effect of just feeling a bit down because you've just finished something and you're like so connected you like become a part of that world mm-hmm. and I think because you've built those connections as you said it makes everything that happens to those characters you feel it more because mm-hmm. you like are their best friends at this point yes <laughs> totally were there any scenes or dialogue within the book that really stood out to you like any particular exchanges between characters that really stuck with you several and one of the particular dialogue exchanges happens near the beginning of the book and Mm. there's just this sense of rage towards this character who is Mm -hmm. who is having this dialogue um with our sort of circle of people that we've come to love so much uh there is throughout the book there's quite a few different pieces of dialogue that stand out. And then particularly towards the end, there's some more that is Mm -hmm. intense. Intense is a word we'll probably be using a lot throughout the Empire of Storms episodes because it is so very intense. (laughs) Yes. It's just the perfect word to describe this book. Yeah. No, I agree that the kind of dialogue or conversations that people have are maybe even more impactful than the action scenes in this book, which there are some pretty incredible action scenes in this book, but the more heartfelt or frustrating conversations that happen, that's where you really get that heart and that emotion come in mm-hmm. even more so than with the like actual physical uh, action pieces that happen. Yes. 
So starting in Assassin's Blade, we now can see because of Assassin's Blade, there's been a lot of thought put into these plots. <laughs> it just seems like such an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> these All these plots and subplots. And now we're starting to see some payoff in Empire of Storms. What do you think of the way that this has been building up? I think it's been worth the wait. It was frustrating at times, but at the same time, the more you can wait for something, then the bigger the payoff's going to be. And I think that Sarah does it in a good way where she keeps giving you just enough information that you're re-excited about what is going on. You don't forget because she gives you these little pieces of information. And I actually went back and reread a couple passages. Now that I finished the book, going back to reread it, I am seeing how many more clues she's kind of spread throughout. And I think that helps you to wait because you're just getting these glimpses a little bit more each time. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, it's just like, bam. So I think it was worth it. I think the payoff was incredible. And I like that it wasn't something that was mentioned and then kind of forgotten until the payoff, but that you do get tiny little pieces to kind of mm -hmm. keep you interested throughout. Yes, I agree. So endings can have a lasting impression. Did you feel this book would fit into that category? And did it provide closure? And how do you feel about the way that it ended? I feel so many ways about the way that it ended. I feel like it was an amazing ending, but I also hated it so much. Yes. And I think anyone who reads it will understand that. I'm not saying it was, a, I, I don't hate it because it was a bad ending. It was incredible. But I don't want to say any more because I don't want to like have anyone lean in any particular way if they haven't mm -hmm. read it. But it was just incredible ending and I hated it. I think it would be fair to say that it did not provide closure and yes, that in fact, I agree. it was a giant cliffhanger. Yes, <laughs> I would 100% agree with that. I wanted to jump in and read the next book so badly. And for me, that would be the last book in the series because I did the tandem read. Yeah. So I finished uh, both Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn at the same time. Well, essentially. And I've held off because I want to read it I want it to be fresh in my memory for yeah. when we record it, but it leaves you at a place where it was physically hard. Like, thankfully I didn't actually have the physical book because I've been just taking them out of the library as needed. And if I had the physical book, I don't know if I would have been able to not grab it and start yeah. reading because it, it yeah. leaves you in that kind of intense of a spot. Yeah, and I've been doing it in the purest order, so we can compare in a future episode, you know, Tandem Read, which is, um, for those of you who don't know, you can read uh, Empire of Storms and Tower of Dawn at the same time. Um, there is a chart, which we can we can provide on our Facebook page if you guys want to check it out, that will show you the different chapters you have to skip between the two books, and it makes mm -hmm. them follow along the same timeline. So... Uh, Nikki's been doing it tandem read, uh, which is a really interesting thing, in my opinion. I've never actually done a tandem read, so I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on that. And then I've just been reading them the purest order, and I'm I'm almost done Tower of Dawn. So 
the way I felt about the ending of this book regarding Empire of Storms and the cliffhanger and the emotional damage, <laughs> it was emotionally <laughs> devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I f- felt that I, I didn't care about Tower of Dawn <laughs> at the end of this book. I don't care about Kaol. I just want to skip it over and go to Kingdom of Ash. I, I was so... I don't know how to put it, but, you know, like not quite distraught, but, you know, it, it was just that intense, mm-hmm. right? It, it was disturbing. It was in, disturbing. Think, yeah. 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 So, but I am glad that I had Tower of Dawn to move on to because it is a very differently paced book to Empire of mm-hmm. Storms. And I honestly needed a bit of a break from the heart wrenching, emotionally devastating to quote Sarah, uh, Ness that was Empire of Storms. Mm-hmm. No, I can see that being true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thanks for joining us today. On next week's episode, we'll be diving much deeper into Empire of Storms with a heavy spoilers discussion, part one. We hope to see you there. Bye bye for now. Bye.